0: Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus
1: is Chris Long. And good afternoon and welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. With us on the program today is Attorney General Dave Yost for the state of Ohio. We're going to be talking about some important issues. you want to stay tuned. Of course, uh, this last week we talked about the attack that took place at a Catholic cathedral in downtown Columbus. Unfortunately, religious liberty is under attack as these attacks at churches are unfortunately on the increase. Uh, But uh, this attack at this Catholic cathedral, actually it happened on January 22nd, the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. The uh, Catholic cathedral was holding a mass, a memorial service for the unborn, uh, as they annually uh, do, but this year it was targeted by an abortionist extremist group that charged into the service with signs, bullhorns, shoutings, and profanities and charged the altar where the priest was delivering the message, and it was very unsettling to the congregants, uh, and then the security guard then uh, recomposed himself and was able to uh, get them to exit the building. The police did come. We'll talk about that in a minute, uh, the Columbus police, uh, but there was no charges that were filed, and nor citations given that day. We'll talk about that, but here's a little audio clip that was in the Columbus dispatches. They reported on the incident as well. Well, that doesn't sound like a church service, but that's what happened when this riotous group uh, barged into the doors of the cathedral and uh, then began to do these chantings and profanities and shoutings, uh, disrupting the mass that was in progress. With us on the phone is State Attorney General Dave Yost, and he has some thoughts on this. Uh, Welcome to the program, Mr. Attorney General.
2: Chris, it's always a blessing to be with you.
1: Well, thank you for your service to our state. We appreciate that very much. Obviously, you're a resident of Columbus, and uh, actually this took place just a few blocks from your offices in downtown Columbus. Tell us what your thoughts are about what happened on January 22nd at the St. Joseph's uh, Catholic Cathedral.
2: Well, I'm just appalled. Um, My heart goes out to the congregants uh, who were there, and... um, I actually feel kind of bad for the protesters because there's something very twisted in their hearts that they weren't able to recognize the American value of uh, allowing free worship. uh, And and they wanted to disrupt something that was sacred to the people that were there. But it's a, a sign of the times, I'm afraid. And the growing intolerance for Christian viewpoints in the public marketplace, you and I have talked over the years uh, about uh, this slowly developing but now accelerating trend, and I think that it's time that – we need to move now rather than later to protect religious freedom.
1: Well, that's right, and you know, of course, the uh, Catholic uh, priests and bishops, actually, it is the headquarters of the Diocese of Central Ohio, so the uh, bishop actually was, uh, two bishops were in attendance at the service, as well as the attending priest, Um, and certainly the Uh, Some of the congregants talking with the church leadership, understanding uh, of turning the other cheek, of praying for our enemies. But the Bible also equally speaks about the civil authority and that uh, Paul says in the epistles that uh, the... um that the the police really don't carry the sword in vain; that they execute, uh, you know, judgment on those who are evil doers. This is what it says in the epistles. So we do say to have this balance. And so what we are saying to the church leaders and saying, look, we understand your Christian position of uh, loving your enemies and turning the other cheek. But uh, in this instance, where there's been a serious violation of First Amendment practice in our country, and and by the way. We've not seen this before. This is, you know, the Ohio Christian Alliance, as a public policy, religious liberty, um, a- advocacy organization. David, I have to tell you, we've never seen anything like this in the 20 years I've been on this post. So this is a new watershed moment. And an alarming one at that. We are hearing, uh, getting reports of other um attacks and disturbances at churches and people you know not all the time do the neither the congregants or the the church leadership talk about them but now they're becoming more and more in the news so that's how we're beginning to collect these things but this is important because we believe that actual not just uh, trespass laws and um, uh, you know uh, violent uh, entry was broken here but they're possibly federal laws and there I know there's research about that Right now, and there are some attorneys talking to congregants about filing a federal lawsuit. And oddly enough, uh, they're quoting a um, uh, a law that was passed back in 1996, I believe, when President Bill Clinton uh, was in office, and when there was. Um, Non-resistance opposing of abortion with Operation Rescue sitting at abortion entries and blocking uh, uh, girls from going in. They didn't do anything violent, but it was like a sit-in type thing. Uh, The abortion industry was furious about it. So they pushed members of Congress. They passed a a law, and it's called FACE, F-A-C-E, and it has to do about protecting clinics. Oddly enough, there's a provision in that federal law that says that neither can that be a disruption of worship or church services. So these folks who actually are advocating for advancement of abortion may actually find themselves on the wrong side of the law with the very law uh, that would protect clinics, they violated by intruding and riotously entering this worship service and violating these people's First Amendment. Your thoughts on that?
2: Well, it's certainly ironic, isn't it, uh, that the federal legislation that originally was designed to protect access to abortion clinics uh, might be the law that uh, allows us to go to court. It's important to realize that this law started out as an abortion clinic law, and, and uh, Senator Orrin Hatch at that time um, said, well, if you're going to do this and you want any Republican votes, you're, you need to treat churches uh, as well, at least as good as abortion clinics. <laughs> uh, it seems like it should go without saying. The law allows, as you implied, the uh, state attorney general to go to court to see not to prosecute, but to seek a uh, injunction, uh, which is basically a court order restraining somebody um, and potentially a civil fine uh, to deter and punish the conduct the we, we've been working on this law uh, for uh, tearing it apart and reading the case law for, uh, for the last several days. And it's written in a way that uh, makes it a little difficult to use, which is probably why, since it's been passed, uh, no one has ever, uh, you know, no attorney general has ever uh, prosecuted a case under it. We're looking at... Uh, the uh, facts underneath it and and hoping that uh, we may be able to be the first here, here in Ohio.
1: We're talking with uh, Attorney General of the State of Ohio, David Yost, and uh, David, we appreciate your service. I was also glad to, when I contacted your office and talked to some of your staff about this church attack, that... Uh, I was informed that your team was already in discussion and was concerned about the incident, so I was very heartened by that. Uh, n- not uh, having to be bring the issue to you, but that you were already uh, reviewing this issue and it was on your radar. So we was very we were very encouraged by that. the um, The other matter here is that uh, on the day of the event uh, and the disturbance, uh, the Columbus police did come. Uh, they talked to the protesters. I guess we call them that at this point, uh, that came outside and uh, none of them had ID with them, uh, but they have been ID'd because they're on Facebook. They actually, a Facebook page actually organized this event. So that's being looked into because this thing was, uh, this protest that interrupted this church service was organized on Facebook. And in fact, the group has said that they're going to go back. Now, last weekend, the big snowstorm came it was very cold and the weather was terrible maybe that's what kept them away uh thankfully uh but the church is bracing for uh them coming back because they have said that they're coming back now uh the church has uh recruited additional security the columbus police have been informed but the columbus police these days david it's a much different situation i mean Talking to law enforcement in the city and citizens in the city, there is um, a non-interactive type approach on these kinds of issues with uh, the Columbus police, meaning that, in fact, I'm told, even with some egregious crimes, they're just handing out citations and releasing people at the scene. These people didn't even receive a citation. No charges, no no arrest, and no citation. What what do you make of that?
2: Well, part of what's driving this is um, COVID. The uh, jail they're trying to reserve the jail beds for the most violent offenders because you know they have to have the density lower in in the county jails. Part of it is the political leadership and how they want to see the city policed. And since I'm not in that chain of command, um, I you know, I have to respect the leaders that that community elected uh, to lead. But I will say this in a general sense. Any, when we don't enforce a law, we ought to uh, seriously consider getting rid of it. uh, An unenforced law is no law at all, and when you fail to enforce the law, you bring um, disregard, uh, skepticism uh, on all laws and make the uh, um, potential or or reduce the the obedience to all laws. You cheapen it um, by knowing that it's being violated into doing nothing. Now, it's very possible, uh, I think even likely, that we have too dadgum many laws on the books, and if we can't enforce them, we ought to get rid of them. But this goes back to the First Amendment, the founding of our country, the reason the pilgrims came across the ocean on that dangerous voyage, to be able to worship freely. If we're going to scrap that, if we're going to fail to protect by operation of law the the whole reason there is in America, um, I, I think we have entered a very dangerous time. Mm-hmm.
1: We're talking with David Yost, the Attorney General for the State of Ohio. We're talking about the church attack in downtown Columbus at St. Joseph's Cathedral. Um, David, this is a historic church. It is the uh, marquee church of the Diocese of Central Ohio. It has certainly gained the attention of uh, Catholics uh, and the faithful from around the State of Ohio. Uh, At this point, you know, that the Columbus Police uh, and the City Law Director um, have done nothing is not acceptable. In fact, our office is called Mayor Ginter, and we've talked to uh, Zach uh, Klein. I uh, mean, we've left messages at their offices. Nobody's answering the phones. But we have left a detailed, official uh, messages asking for them to contact us about this incident, and I've asked the uh, Columbus Right to Life and, and other church officials, there's been no response from the mayor's office or the city law director's office. No arrests were made, no citations were given. I mean, when you do that, you encourage more violence, and it just, it just gets worse and worse. We're talking about a city right now that is the murder capital of the state. They have more murders than any other large city in the state, and it's only getting worse. So, you know, this is an unacceptable situation. the The problem is, um, you know, is that it hosts our state government, and we, you know, it's been the scene of the May twenty eighth riots, the June nineteenth defacing of the state house, lots of incidences throughout the throughout the year uh you know or good man uh, ron o'brien the county prosecutor unfortunately lost his race he served 24 years uh he was actually pursuing charges and indictments against those who committed some very serious crimes it is anyone's guess now as to whether those charges may not be pursued by the new county prosecutor we hope that's not the case but it seems as if this is the trend i don't understand it david where where are we heading with all this in a, a spirit of lawlessness
2: Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. I, I mean, you've uh, we, we've we've covered this ground. You, you've got you simply got to stand up for the rule of law, and that means the same rules for everybody. That means whether you're uh, storming the castle or storming St. Joe's Cathedral or storming the state house, uh, same laws, same rules for everybody, and uh, yeah. Uh, I I think that one of the things that we do need, if there were charges to be brought, they would be very low-level misdemeanors uh, here in Ohio. We don't have a law that protects against the disruption of a religious service in Ohio. Right. You know who does? California, of all places (laughs) on the left coast, they have a criminal statute that says you're not allowed to disrupt a church service, uh, and it's punishable by up to a year in jail and a $1,000 fine. I've had some conversations with members of the General Assembly here in Ohio and suggested to them that uh, we might, for once, want to uh, import a law uh, from California, because uh, I just don't think a a simple trespass or a disruption of a a lawful meeting— uh, both of which are, are fourth-degree misdemeanors, I believe, is adequate for this. Um, you know, I, I'll just share a quick story, if I may. Sure, please. I, after this occurred, uh, I called Bishop Brennan uh, to express my concern and my support for his congregation and the diocese. He uh, has only been in, a, in Columbus for a couple of years. He actually came from Long Island, uh, out in New York and he told me he was just delivering the homily which for those of you listeners who are not catholic it's kind of in the middle of the catholic liturgy so it's halfway through the mass or so and when they and they burst into the cathedral and uh, stormed the altar chanting and you heard the audio He told me his mind flashed back to his time in Long Island because he had been celebrating a mass when a gunman disrupted uh, the the mass when he was out there. Uh, And, of course, he didn't know what was going on, whether these people who were acting very aggressively were armed or uh, had incendiary devices or what? He had no clue what was going to happen. And uh, I can only imagine what it must have been like for him having had that experience of a gunman bursting into a holy place and then seeing this happen. Uh, This is just, this is something that oughtn't be allowed to go unpunished in the United States of America.
1: Uh, well, thank you, Mr. Attorney General. We appreciate that, and I know that members of the legislature are considering legislation to pass. I know that congregants of St. Joseph's Cathedral are considering filing lawsuits, even if the diocese uh, chooses not to. Uh, certainly, as you said, the Columbus police could issue citations of, uh, you know, some vandalism, uh, um, um, forced entry, or... Um, Uh, trespass or disturbing the peace. Uh, But like you said, these are misdemeanors uh, at a minimum. And I'm kind of quite surprised that they didn't uh, hand out any citations. But again, that's the way things have gone in Columbus this year. Now, I'd like to turn the corner just a little bit because um, there is, of course, disturbing things that are coming out of Washington. The election is over, Mr. Biden won the presidency. Uh, The Democrats control both uh, chambers, uh, both the House and the Senate. And we're seeing executive orders, in fact, an inordinate amount of executive orders pour out from the new administration. And one of them that has peaked and concerns of people is the uh, advancing transgender policy even in public schools. So in federal policy, the LGBTQ or transgender policy, even in public schools, which would allow boys to use girls' bathrooms, showers, locker rooms, and even athletic programs. Uh, What my question is, and on the minds of many, where does the uh, privacy rights of women and children begin, and when does it end with this new policy coming out of Washington? And what is your thoughts about that?
2: Well, to start with, uh, as you pointed out, there have been a record number of executive orders issued in the uh, first week or 10 days of uh, this administration. Uh, my staff is reviewing them because they touch on everything from the subject you mentioned through uh, energy policy and uh, it, it just tons of stuff. Uh We are preparing to uh, hold the administration accountable where they didn't do what they ought to do in these situations. You might recall that the Democrats uh, took all the way to the Supreme Court the, um, the executive order that President Trump issued on DACA. And the Supreme Court in that case said... You have to go through the – if you want to eliminate an executive order from the prior administration, you have to go all the way through the Administrative Procedures Act, do the cost-benefit analysis, jump through all the hoops first. Well, they clearly didn't have anything like that with these this raft of executive orders. And uh, that, uh, that uh, Supreme Court case, which the Democratic attorney general has filed and they may live to regret the day they did, is now the law of the land. And it applies not just to uh, President Trump's orders, it applies to President Biden's orders. Um, so uh, we're reviewing all those for the, and talking with other states. Um, you can count, I think, on uh, challenges being mounted, uh, but we're not going to do it for political reasons. We're going we're gonna to focus on making sure that we've got our legal P's and Q's uh, lined up here. Now, with regards to the, the issue that you've raised, uh, I haven't come to legal conclusions about that, but if you're asking me about the equity of the thing, uh, it certainly seems to me that there's room to respect human beings that say that they're uh, that, that are, are transgender and still uh, respect the rights of high school female athletes respect rights of privacy of both men and women uh, with regards to these things and that's kind of the way, that, that's the way America's supposed to work, right? We, we don't force anybody's religion down other people's throats, um, but we also let people worship as their conscience dictates um, my rights and where yours begin. And uh, I think that's starting to get a little out of balance.
1: Well said, and we're going to obviously be looking to state government and the legislature to fight back against the federal leftist overreach coming out of Washington, D.C. that is going to transgress the rights of uh, men and women and children, obviously with these kinds of new designs that uh, they are uh, thrusting upon us. Uh, Attorney General Dave Yost, thank you for being my guest today, and we wish you all the best, and our prayers are with you, sir, as you serve our state.
2: Thank you. I always enjoy our conversations, Chris.
1: Thank you. God bless you. Well, stay tuned. On the other side, we're going to be talking about censorship and the cancel culture. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
2: Almighty God, our sons,
1: Well, we're going to talk about the censorship that's going on in our country right now, unfortunately, and the cancel culture. And actually, there's a lot of folks that are really frightened right now of what's going on. There's actually a spirit of fear among conservatives as they are being persecuted for their views. We have uh, addressed this issue of censorship in, in our previous programs, and actually the Ohio Christian Alliance has addressed it through its newsletters, emails, social media platforms. And I'm going to talk about that because we're moving our social media platforms to uh, groups that don't censure speech, okay? And that's what's so important. Uh, but we're seeing more and more of that when you consider Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Google. And now add Apple and Amazon to the mix, right? Uh, And so when you talk about censorship, when you talk about, well, when they deplatformed the president of the United States with 88 million followers on twitter while he was still president when they actually uh de on twitter other congressmen and, and conservative voices dennis prager and mark levin and the the list is endless i mean where they have censured conservatives across the board uh it's really outrageous and it's very frightening quite honestly this is what happens in other countries not in the good old usa with our first amendment um You know, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we need men and women of courage right now. We don't need people to cower back. You know, in Proverbs 28, 1, it says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. Well, one of those lions in Congress is Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio's 4th District. And he had a few things to say on Fox News today. Let's go to that clip right now because he's talking about how dangerous it is with the cancel culture. Let's listen.
4: Once this starts, tell me where it ends, Sandra. Where does it, who's next? Who's next? I mean, look, think of the cancel culture, Sandra. I said this on January 13th on the House floor during debate. I told the Democrats, if you guys keep going down this road, keep attacking people, their First Amendment free speech rights, where does it end? It won't stop with Republicans. It'll go. It'll go to all of us. And 13 days later, what happened in in California? Diane Feinstein's elementary school's name was taken off. So this will this will never end, and if we don't stop it now, every every single American's at risk, and that's what concerns me. the idea that we're going to let this happen just just because that we all we all disagree with what was said that's not the point. it will never end and if, if this goes forward, that's just one more blow to the First Amendment, and that's what should scare every single American. This is wrong, I, and you guys know it's wrong, and the whole country knows it's wrong, and that's why we should not stand for it.
1: That was Congressman Jim Jordan on the Fox News afternoon program. They're actually grilling him on a number of things, oddly enough. I mean, you'd think that Fox News would learn, since it lost half of its audience uh, in the ratings, uh, when they uh, basically called uh, really early the president, uh, the states for Biden that, and I was so slanted, the, the coverage of the election night. And, you know, but folks, what's going on right now? You're saying, hey, I'm not hearing anything about election fraud or voter fraud anymore. There's a reason. There's censure it they're actually telling people you bring up voter fraud or election fraud and we will deplatform form you who is that that's mark zuckerberg of facebook that's jack dorsey of twitter that's google that's uh that's amazon that's apple they are literally censoring, telling you what you can say and what you can't say ladies and gentlemen on this audience do you realize where this is going what about those Bible verses that speak about homosexuality? What about those Bible verses that talk about sp- sins? Is that going to be censored speech in the future? If you start sharing those kinds of Bible verses on your Facebook page, is that then going to cause you to be uh, disciplined by Mark Zuckerberg and his fact-checkers and saying, this is hate speech, that the Bible is hate speech? <laughs> folks. It is a dangerous journey that we are heading down. Well, that's why the Ohio Christian Alliance, we are being prepared. We are retooling right now and reengaging. The thankful thing is young people are coming to us and saying, we want you to help us. We see the problem even in our own churches of the emerging church movement or social justice movement under the guise of social justice. But literally what it is is a nefarious Uh, hellish doctrine that's coming out of Central America from communism, and it's called the Black Liberation Theology. It has nothing to do about equality of uh, the races. It has everything to do about Marxist belief that's an anathema to the gospel. Folks, these are young people coming to me, and they're in some of these uh, grace churches or seeker-friendly churches. And, uh, you know, look, uh, folks are being blinded by the lie of the day and so what's happening well we're seeing it across the board we're seeing censorship so we're going to feature some of these young people on our online blog of our website i want to take you there the ohio christian alliance just search that you know, notice you're going to find I no longer use a cer- certain search engine anymore. I'm not going to promote that. Uh, we've been using DuckDuckGo and, and some other search engines to get to where we need to be on the web, and we encourage you to do so. In fact, on our web page right now, the Ohio Christian Alliance, you will see moving to new platforms, dumping the sensors, and you'll see MeWe, Gab, Parler, Rumble, DuckDuckGo, and we are getting away from the Twitter, the YouTube, the Facebook, the LinkedIn, and we're getting away from them, and we're moving on to new platforms. Well, MeWe is a Facebook-type uh, platform, and we're just starting there. We're in our infancy, and it's taking time to migrate over. They don't censure, uh, and they don't collect your data. That's the other thing. Gab is the same way. It's a Twitter alternative. Parlor is as well. Now, as you know, Parler is was 7 million users in the middle of the night, Amazon took, deplatformed them. They were on their servers. They had that. There's going to be a lawsuit out of that, but all just went blank overnight. And so they do have a standalone page. They're working on getting a server host. It's taking some time to reboot uh, all the 7 million users' uh, information that was there and all their account information. Uh, that's yet to be determined with Parter. But anyways, MeWe, Gab is a, uh, another place to go. Rumble is a uh, alternative to YouTube, and many conservatives and Christian groups are using Rumble. DuckDuckGo is an alternative to Google search, so we're encouraging people just to use other search engines. DuckDuckGo is one of them. And why is that important? Well, each time you use their services, you say, well, it's free. Nothing's free, folks. You're actually causing them to have revenue. Last year, Mark Zuckerberg gave $450 million to Democrats and liberal communists running for uh, the president, uh, Mr. Biden, and on down the line. So, There's nothing done in a vacuum here. These things have purpose, and they have meaning, and you're going to have to make some decisions. Uh, You know, there's uh, sins of commission and sins of omission. Sometimes a sin of omission is using a group that you know that is using the money that they're gaining from you for nefarious and sinful and immoral reasons. You're going to have to make and take a stand. We need good men and women of courage right now. And by the way, for the last 20 years, two decades— The Lord has called me in to be a pastor to the legislature and to members of Congress and and the legislature. What do I mean? Well, representing the church's interests and at the same time caring for these men and women, but also encouraging them to do the right thing, to bring that kind of boldly biblical spiritual courage to them so they could take moral stands on issues. And we've been doing that over the years, and it's been successful. We present members of the legislature with framed copies of the Ten Commandments, we encourage them to take moral stands. We support them when they receive criticism. When they do take a stand for the First Amendment or religious liberty or for moral reasons, we we stand by them, and that's important. Um, God has called us to do that, and, and with your help, that's how we're successful. If you want to support the Ohio Christian Alliance, you can do so by going to our website, Ohio Christian Alliance, or OhioCA.org. And by the way, we have a website that's in development. We're we're launching a brand new website. We have some very gifted people that are going to help us, and so you're going to see some really new looks there. There's going to be more videos. There's going to be more audio. There's going to be more interaction. And LinkedIn, there's going to be other landing pages where you can link to other conservative groups. So this is a website you're going to want to put in your quick browser, okay? That's where it's a quick link for you, where you visit it at least once a day. Look, I need you to do that. we got to partner together. You know we've been on the airwaves here on WHK 1220 for well the last uh, six almost six years now. I was just going over that with our uh, one of our board members who's a radio consultant. We've been in almost six years here. So you know we're, we air each day at one o'clock and again at six thirty. Another echo at seven thirty and five o'clock on Saturdays. But you know uh, it takes an effort for you to find us on the radio dial and to, to tune in, and we hope that you do that. But listen, what we want you to do is to actually just get engaged. This is not a time to cower back. And as you just heard in Jim Jordan, I mean, we are on the watch, watchmen on the wall. Right now, a lot of people are really scared of what's going on in our country, and they're kind of cowering, and they're not bringing up certain subjects. They're afraid to be canceled, you know, either among family or friends or social media, or even worse, at their job or employment. So you know, this is a time to take a stand for the Lord, and it's a time to take take a stand for truth. You know, we're fighting back by joining new social platforms and that do not social. Uh, you know, that do not uh, censure. Excuse me. Uh, we're encouraging our network uh, through our emails to join us. So where do you find us on MeWe, Gab, Parlor, Rumble, Chris Long seven fourteen? Just that simple. So it's uh, just right now we're using my name, Chris Long. 7.14, I'm the president of the organization. 7.14, of course, is Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and, will, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. That's why I chose that. So it's very simple, just Chris Long, 7.14. You can find us on MeWe, on Gab, a parlor when it gets relaunched. Uh, and then be checking in there, because we're going to see something here, I think, in the next uh, week or two. Rumble, of course, and uh, this is a way you can stay connected with us. So eventually, we if you're with us right now on Facebook, we are going to be migrating away. We're going to have an Ohio Christian Alliance page on MeWe. Uh, actually, we already do, uh, so you can find a group page of Ohio Christian Alliance on MeWe as well. That's another way to find us. So we're going to take a quick break right now. We're going to be back on the other side of someone who's actually fighting back in one of the other states against big tech, and they're taking them to task, and I think this is going to be an encouragement to you. So don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages.
4: Almighty
2: God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization
1: Trust Blue Review. And we're back, and we're talking about censorship and the cancel culture. Well, there's someone in the state of Florida, and that's the governor of Florida, uh, Ron DeSantis, is fighting back, and he was on Fox News uh, just last night talking about legislation that's being introduced in his state that will give a crackdown on uh, the big tech uh, giants. Why? Because they have manipulated elections. In fact, folks, what I'm going to tell you about cancel culture and censorship, the Ohio Christian Alliance produces a nonpartisan voter guide. We do not endorse political parties or candidates. We haven't in our uh, organization's history. I personally don't uh, endorse political parties or candidates. I'm allowed to by law, but I choose not to. So that the voter guide going into the church can really, truly be a, a, a impartial, uh, nonpartisan piece of literature that people can actually see where the candidates stand, and then they make the choice, right? So, But yet, Facebook and Twitter blocked us from advancing our ad and promotion of the voter guide. And yet, they promoted candidates. They even took other candidates that they censured and they manipulated, it's it's election interfering. There's actual federal laws about it. Just because there hasn't been prosecutions yet, folks, doesn't mean people aren't guilty of some very serious crimes. Well, in Florida, Governor DeSantis is not taking it anymore. He's taking action. This is what he said with Tucker Carlson last night. Let's take a listen.
3: Governor Ron DeSantis joins us tonight to explain this. Governor, thanks so much for coming on. Did, did we characterize that correctly, what this law would do?
0: Yeah, and it's more than that. I mean, I think we're going to do three different uh, things. One is protect Floridian's data privacy from big tech, which oh. is a huge issue. As you said, protect big tech from interfering in an election. And that may mean you displa- you deplatform a candidate you don't like. Uh, two guesses as to which type of candidate big tech wouldn't like. Uh, but it also means uh, uh, doing the algorithms in a way that will suppress stories or accelerate them to benefit a candidate. That's effectively an in-kind contribution. And then the general protections for deplatforming users, And what we're allowing people to do is bring civil suits under the Florida Deceptive and Unfair Trade Practices Statute and Anti-Fraud Statute, and also allowing the state attorney general to do that as well if big tech is not applying their terms of service in a a coherent and principled way, which they almost never do. So we think that this is something that Floridians want protection from, and I think it'll end up being a really good first step. I mean, there's always been the question, what do you do about this? I think a lot of us have thought there was something wrong for a long time, uh, but to just sit back and hope it gets better, that clearly wasn't going to work. So we're leading and I think it'll be good.
3: No one has done anything. This is the first example of this that we have seen in this country. I know in Eastern Europe, it's been tried. Who is opposed to this? We would love to know their names. (laughs) Well, stay tuned, Tucker.
0: Is this going to be a big fight in the legislative session? Hopefully we'll be able to get a lot of support. I think most folks do want protections for their privacy and their yes. data. I think most folks want protections from being deplatformed. And it's not just being banned from Twitter or something. As we've seen, these t- these companies can act, they can collude, they can deny you if you're a small business of payment processing, uh, right. the ability to use email and text. So what, you go to a rally that they don't like or you engage in wrong think and all of a sudden your flower business is decapitated for, for a month because they take action. So I think we're go- we've gone down a day dangerous path on this. This provides protections for individual Floridians. And I think it'll be very positively received. But we're buckled, we're buckled up, Tucker. We know that there's always fights over these things. Uh, so stay tuned.
3: Yeah, I mean, this really does set the standard for the rest of the country. It'll be fascinating to see who comes out of the woodwork to oppose it. Very quickly, can, if florida if you get this through the legislature in Florida, will it have implications for the rest of the country?
0: I think it will, because what we found, Tucker, is when Florida leads then other states start following. Uh, so I think you will see other legislatures uh, follow suit. Um, but I also think it's just a situation where we're a very mobile society. I mean, Florida laws may actually have uh, 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 an effect on folks who, who are visiting here all the time. So I think it's going uh, to have an effect one way or another beyond our borders.
3: Maybe there's a reason people are moving to Florida, just a guess. Governor DeSantis, appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you.
1: Florida leading the way to fight back against big tech. And I know there's legislators that listen to this uh, program right here in Ohio. Take the lead. Introduce the similar type legislation to fight back against big tech, and the Ohio Christian Alliance and a lot of our network will get behind you. We're looking for men and women of courage in the state legislature to lead the way. Well, good news, and God bless uh, Governor DeSantis. Hurrah, hurrah, somebody fighting back against the monsters of big tech. Well, what does the Bible tell us in 2 Timothy 1-7? For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that's what we need right now. I mean, we have been through so much as a church, you know. Uh, There's, in fact, uh, we're going to be talking about on this program in in the coming weeks, we're going to have our pastor's panel will be coming back, and some experts who actually deal with opiate addiction, uh, with those who actually have chronic depression. Uh, We're going to be talking about the church closures. We're going to be talking about the crises of our day and how we as the church The body of Christ really can make an impact and start uh, the way back to an awakening, a revival. You know, there's a lot of people hungry right now for the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are people that are searching spiritually. They don't know which way to turn. Uh, They feel hopeless. They feel isolated. They feel alone. Well, that's why we're here. We're here to reach out to those folks, and we're uh, here to encourage the Church to fulfill its mission. The Ohio Christian Alliance is a public policy organization that represents the Church's interest in Columbus and in Washington, D.C., and, of course, our parent group, uh, Christian Alliance of America, our national identity, and we'll be doing some things in other states but we need your partnership and we need your support. We need you to pray for us. We need you to engage. Uh, right now, one of the easiest things you could do is join our email list. It's a way we can communicate with you in real time. Several de- times during the week, we'll send out an e- email to you on current news issues. You just go to the Ohio Christian Alliance website. That's ohioca.org or just uh, search Ohio Christian Alliance. And uh, you'll see a little green tab, Join Our Email List in the upper right-hand corner. Just click on that, put in your email, and you're on our list, and you'll be receiving our emails. You can unsubscribe at any time, but we hope that you'll stay with us. We've gotten folks that have been with us for 20 years because they know the work that we do, that we really bring information to the church in a relevant manner. You know, I heard some really encouraging things this week. You know, someone said, Chris, if you weren't giving us this information, we're not getting it from anywhere else right now. And, uh, folks, that's because God has given us a spirit of boldness, not not of cowardness, and this is a time for the church to rise up and for church leaders to rise up. Young people are looking for that. We're going to be mentoring young people in the next year. Uh, they're going to be the next leaders going forward, uh, and we're going to give them the resources that they need. We're going to be giving them opportunity uh, to to uh, give voice uh, to the issues of the day, and we're going to give them the tools that they need and give them the encouragement. Uh, and uh, and knowledge, and answer their questions when they have them. So we're going to be doing all that at the Ohio Christian Alliance. We're going to be having uh, little uh, get-togethers. Group meetings across the state have already started, uh, speaking to some folks and doing some Q&A, and people really appreciate that. And so it's uh, really kind of a listening tour, but at the same time giving people encouragement to go forward. Let's hold the line. Uh, We were given this great republic, and, um, you know, it's like John Wayne said, there was this documentary, and he said, I believe if tomorrow morning, if every American woke up with a resolve to really make a difference in this country, we would save what we had been given by previous generations of this great freedom in this republic, and it would be a glorious day. Well, you know what? That's what we need to do. Uh, it's we're on the watch it's you know it's our time it's 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 for us to really make a difference at this time and that's what we hope that you'll do so again let me give you the information going to the Ohio Christian Alliance website I want you to go there right now take time to do that we can see in real time how many people click on Uh, and if you missed any of this program go to our website Ohio Christian Alliance and click on the audio link and you can hear the interview with Attorney General Dave Yost and share that with your family and friends the thing he talked about with the attack of the church in columbus and uh what his office is looking into doing uh to protect churches and worship centers in our state uh because we don't want this to become uh you know something that's a happenstance and, and it becomes an inc- on the increase we want to fight back and fight for our liberties and fight for our freedoms that's what we're about at the ohio christian alliance and again uh so financially supporting for us to stay on the airwaves here We need your uh, financial support, and you can also contribute uh, at the Ohio Christian Alliance website. Any amount will be a support to us, and we are very, very thankful for it. Well, listen, also, uh, as we go into the legislative year, uh, both the Ohio General Assembly and the Ohio Senate have been sworn in. Uh, They were on their caucus retreats. They're going to get down to business. Governor um, DeWine has announced his budget. There's going to be a lot of uh, debate about that. Uh, but the, we've got a lot of challenges in front of us. Uh, you know, there's, there's unemployment. There's people that are unemployed. Uh, there, we need the economy to be re- robust in this state and we need to get past uh, COVID-19, and it looks like we're building herd immunity as more and more people are getting in and getting over it, uh, hopefully and prayerfully, but we want you to stay in prayer with us. Well, again, uh, thanks for tuning in today. We're glad that you joined us, and if you missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening, and God bless.